I'm a foodie and I enjoy learning about the process that brings great foods and beverages from idea to the table. And then I like tasting them and learning the nuances of what creates the most significant tastes from coffee to cheese to distilled beverages. I did a tequila tasting in Mexico and recently bourbon, Heaven Hill bottled in bond bourbon really impressed me from the story to the taste. I grew up in Kentucky where horse racing and bourbon are famous and I got introduced to Heaven Hill bottled in bond bourbon. It's produced by Heaven Hill Distillery, which has been and still remains family owned since 1935. And I'm impressed with the bourbon's ultra rich, smooth taste. And right on the bottle, it states that this bourbon is seven years old, which is actually three times longer than what's required to be certified as bottled in bond. I feel with beverages, the longer the prep, the better the taste. Being a bottled in bond product means it must pass a list of seven requirements that set the standard for this quality bourbon. So look for it at your local store. Heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely and drink wisely. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus. Stay chill or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. What Drives You is brought to you by Ziggler, your premier source for equipping life and leadership coaches. Visit Ziggler.com and let them inspire your true coaching performance. Yeah. Welcome to What Drives You. I'm your host, Kevin Miller, and thanks as always for joining me as I talk with today's most influential change makers to uncover what truly drives them and extract the big takeaways from their insights so you can integrate that wisdom and leverage the power of your unique inner drive and wake every day to your authentic, driven, and inspired life. In this episode, we continue the series on self-coaching. With I, I started that with Ajit Nawalka. He's co-founder of Mind Valley. A lot of you guys know him. He's now founder of EverCoach and Dharma Coaching Institute. He's author of Live Big, The Entrepreneur's Guide to Passion, Practicality, and Purpose. But a primary platform of Ajit's is this need to self-coach. So we unpack that in episode one, in part one. This is part three, where I bring on another expert in the field to discuss the issue further. And I have with me one of the most prolific business and personal coaches I've ever known, Dan Miller, best-selling author of 48 Days to the Work and Life You Love. You can find him at 48days.com. And Dan's been coaching people and coaching coaches for as long as I can remember, which is a long time because he's my dad, as most of you guys know by this time. So dad, as always, it's just a blast to have you with me. Thanks. Oh, thanks. I always look forward to these conversations. Yeah, our history goes way back. So we know the ins and outs of commonalities. We don't have to assume anything. We can go right to the meat of our conversation. When I first saw this topic, I knew I wanted to have you on to co-host this because just, you know, obviously I'm coaching in general, but the aspect of self-coaching, I know you're, you know, you're well-versed in the, the ins and outs. And I know you listened to the show that I did with uh, Agit. And so I've got some things I want to hit with you, but I know you just listened to it. You've got some notes and I'll ask first off. Yeah. What, uh, what specific things resonated or did you struggle with, with the, uh, you know, the, how we viewed, how we hit this topic of self-coaching? Well, he puts a lot of focus on the fact that we are all capable of coaching ourselves. I want to believe that, but I also believe you can speed up the process dramatically by having an actual coach working with you. So in as much as I, I love what he does, what he does, the way he lays it out, and I want to encourage people to do all you can. Yeah. But uh, man, when I'm looking for excellence in an area, I don't have the patience to just do it myself. I want to go to somebody who can really accelerate that process. So I think there's, there's place for both. Okay. Well, let me ask you about an aspect of that because one of the places that we started with was, so here's somebody and they're looking to, you know, increase their drive. They're looking for the work they love. They're um, looking to make progress in whatever area of their life. And they're looking out there to coaching. And as Ajit talked about, and I agree, and I know you do too, holy smokes, there's a lot of stuff out there. 
And, you know, which coach do you look at? And I did appreciate that aspect of self-coaching from a self-awareness standpoint. I mean, if you're going to get coaching, like I know you're, you're a proponent of, and you've taught me, you know, brought me up in that too, but there is talk, th- play with me with that aspect of, man, you've got to, you do need to know yourself somewhat and have some capacity of comprehending what it is you need to be, even be able to go out there and figure out the coach that you want, which you're at the high end of, man, you know what you're about, you know what you're doing. And so when you go look for it, when Dan Miller looks for a coach, he knows what he's looking for. He knows how to vet him and he's going to nail it and you're going to direct it. You're going to lead that. And a lot of people haven't gotten to that place. Now they may have never gotten coaching and they're looking at it wide eyed and going, okay, what's going to work for me? Who's going to be my guru. And, and I do appreciate Ajit's aspect of, man, you got to, or, or I'd say my aspect too, you gotta, you gotta figure yourself out to some point to even know what direction you go. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I don't there again, I don't have the patience to work with somebody who really is a newbie who hasn't done anything to be introspective and to figure out what their basic skills and abilities, their personality tendencies, their values, dreams, passions. I mean, that, that takes a while. And somebody can do that on their own. So I'm, I have people approach me about coaching where I ultimately recommend that they read my book, you know, 48 Days of the Work You Love, or read another book that I may recommend, or take a class, or watch a masterclass series, and then come back so they're already more engaged in the process so we can use the time for coaching more effectively than just starting at first grade. Okay, so would you say... So as a coach, well, we're coming at a couple of different angles. As a coach, I know you have requirements for your folks. They're not just going to walk in the door, you know. I do. You're going to have they're going to have to have done X Y Z. Well, let's go to that X Y Z. And my as you were talking, my first thought is okay. So if, if people are hearing the, or listening to this and and wondering that rule number or step number one, maybe what is your goal? What kind of coaching do you, is this personal? Is this professional? And if it's professional. I don't know. Help me out. I mean, there's categories there. Are you looking for coaching on start starting a business, on maximizing a business, on your career, on whatever? And then within those, you probably have subcategories. So if, you, if if I hired you, Dan, pay a ten grand for an hour, help me find a coach. You could probably lead me through. Okay, let's figure out what kind of coach you need. Yeah, that's fair. We could do that. But if in that hour we figured out you really want to focus on physical excellence, I would be quick to tell you, I'm not your guy. That's not yeah. any of expertise for me. So just like looking for a physician, you know, do if, if you've got your heart's been palpitating. You want to go to some guy that says, well, you know, just tell me what's going on. You know, I'm pretty good at anything. You really don't want somebody like that. You want somebody that has a clear laser focus for where their area of excellence is. That's certainly true with coaching. So part of my vetting process is to match, is this person on a path? where I really can help them. I mean, I work a lot with mindset. That's kind of yeah. the common category of people that I work with, people who have the the belief that they really can grow, that they can become more than they are. Now, the application of that may vary, but typically I'm going to work with entrepreneurs. Again, I like the way they think, I like the way they approach things and believe in that they're creative solutions for anything out there. So they're kind of those refinements for me to recognize, is this somebody that I think I can work effectively with, not just for my own benefit, but where I really can help them. Now, I'm in a position where we have a lot of coaches who have been trained through our 48-day system. So I refer 98% of the people who come to me for coaching to people whose coaching skills I think is a better match for that person than my own. Okay. It's interesting. Yeah. Because you're talking. So you, I mean, you coach coaches um, and refer to coaches and you guide them in how to vet for the right fit for them that they're yes. going to, you know, ho- hopefully even there, they're going to take a small percent or whatever percentage of the people that come to them. Cause they're going to pick the ones that they can truly go deep with. So let's, rev- I want to, let's, let's refer on the self-coaching side. Let's reverse it and, you know, say, okay, for these, you need to have some level of back to, I think what you said is self-awareness and understanding of what is your goal uh, you got to coach yourself in that sense to figure out even the direction you want to go for a coach. You, we just talked about it from a category, you know, is it personal? Is it health and wellness? Is it mm-hmm. business? What kind of business? What not now talk about even the aspect of personal, what we call it personal uh, connection, 
you know, that you could, cause I could find a lot of entrepreneur coaches, but you want to find the one that's going to get, that you're going to resonate with on a personal level. How, how would you define that? There should be that. It has to be somebody that you, I mean, I only work with people that I like. I mean, I, I don't want to try to work with somebody that I don't even enjoy being around. That would really be arduous. So there is a personal connection there. That's not unrealistic. It doesn't mean you just have to be best buddies, but there ought to be a sense of, wow, you know, we're kindred spirits in some way. But in coaching you, know, I've looked for coaches at, in every aspect of my business, podcasting, blogging. Now, I've gotten coaches in those areas recently um, because of the book 10X is Easier Than 2X. Look for a coach in that area of expertise, specifically somebody who understands the principles of 10X in your business. Uh, right now, I'm working with a spiritual coach, a spiritual director. It's a different kind of process. I wasn't even sure I was a candidate to receive that kind of spiritual direction. It's a very different process. It's very it, direction is as a misnomer. It's not that. And I'm used to having a clear agenda. Boom, bottom line, this is what we're going to do. Spiritual direction is not like that. But I was referred to multiple people. I personally interviewed four different spiritual directors before I then made a decision. Wow, I like this lady. I think I can work with this lady. That's proven to be true. But it's it's not just... Gee, if you're a coach, you can coach anything. Or if you need coaching, you can work with anybody. Yeah. Not at all. It's very much more nuanced than that to make it effective. Well, I hear you saying for yourself, again, back to, you know, you know who you are. You know who Dan is. You've kind of figured Dan out. You know what you're about. And from that, you know what you need and want. And so you can go out there and find the right coach. I... I'm taking that as an aspect of self-coaching. That's the self-coaching. That's our responsibility. It's on us as opposed to just coming in with, cause I, the, the, the danger, and I know you know this better than I do is when you don't have that, when you're just kind of a, you know, totally open and unaware is trying to find somebody to guide you probably to a level that they're not able to, you've got to have some foundation, some awareness in and of yourself. And, and I feel like that's what brings people to go, Oh my gosh, I hope this works for me. And I'm thinking it's not, if that's your perspective, it's not going to work for you. You're going to work for you, but you're looking for a guide to help you kind of like, uh, I like the Sherpa type thing. You know, if you're doing Mount Everest, nobody's carrying you and you're in danger, they're in danger too. They've been around the block a few times. They can carry bigger load than you can, but man, you're both, you're both on this thing and you're carrying your weight. Uh, well, that, that that's where, yeah, that's where coaching is. We have to understand realistically what it is. It's not somebody that's going to come in, you know, and just pick you up. You know, one of our coaches, Giovanna Ellison says, I'm your guide, not your ride. I, I like that. Oh, that's good. Yeah. You know, so you do have to do the work yourself to make this move forward. But it's, it's that joint engagement where what I'm looking for in engaging a coach for me is somebody that can give me new perspectives. I mean, we, we are so accustomed to our own habits. Ajit talked about that. You know, we, we create these habits and then we tend not to be able to see beyond those. We tend not to be able to see beyond yeah. our past in predicting what our future could be. And that's realistic. I want somebody that has the eyes to see things that I'm currently not seeing because of my past that's limiting me and the vision that I have. But then to do the work? Yeah, absolutely. I've got to do the work. Well, I like that, the new perspective. I, I totally agree. I feel like so often I can't see the forest for the trees with myself. Sure. And so I can coach somebody in an area that I really struggle to coach myself. And now I just don't even like uh, I was talking with your other son, uh, just a minute ago, my brother, Jared, and in a branding and positioning standpoint, I feel really confident in helping people with their business and, and person, you know, they're, they're themselves from a branding and positioning perspective, man, do I struggle with it for myself? Jared's had to work so hard uh -huh. to pull stuff out of me. Cause I just, <laughs> You know, it's what I do is just normal for me and I don't notice it. And he's going, man, that we got to pull that out. And, I, and again, I can do it for other stuff, but not myself. So that, uh, not, you know, giving us a new perspective, we can't see ourselves. And even the aspect of, I, again, I love what you said about, uh, Giovanni, they, I'm your guide, not your ride. That even with a coach, if we are looking for them to tell us what to do, it's kind of a red flag 
for me from a coach, a therapist, whatever <clears throat> my feeling of, I mean, I don't, I don't view you of you going, of you, me hiring you as a coach and, and you, Dan Miller going, okay, dude, I got it figured out. This is what you need to do. This is the job, take it. Or this is the business. Yeah, go for it. I would say that you're probably never going to do that. Fair. Oh, probably. I mean, that's a dicey kind of thing, especially if we're talking about entrepreneurs, people who are used to being self-directed, making their own decisions. If somebody comes along and says, this is what you need to do, even if it's you need to read this book or take this course, there can be a natural kind of resistance to that. The person has to own the decision. Yeah. I have to struggle with that as a coach, because if, if you come to me, I mean, in the first 10 minutes, I'm going to know how to fix it. <laughs> you know, it's just the nature of a coach. I'm going to see some solutions, but I have to bite my tongue. If I just say, oh, wow, Kevin, do this. It's too soon. It's too packaged. And you can say, well, that's Dan's idea. You know, I'll move on my own way. Couldn't I go the other way too? I could one, resist it, or I could just put all my responsibility on you. Okay. Well, Dan said it, I'm going to do it lock, stock and barrel, and I'm not holding the ownership of it. And then when it fails, it's my fault, not yours. Yeah. That's and actually that's a pretty good gig. I did that with you as a dad pretty well. I'm still trying to, to, to ride that one. <laughs> well, well we, we have to allow it to be the coachee yeah. decision. So that may take a little time. And it may take asking questions. I mean, that's a lot of what a good coach does. Not just jump into solutions, but ask questions. You know, you're, you're one of your mentors and mine as well, Zig Ziglar, you know, was a master at that. That's how you sell. You ask questions. You don't just tell or manipulate, force them into decision. No, you ask questions and they come up with the decision that you wanted them to have, but now they own it because they made it. Okay. I'm, I'm going to deviate just for a second. <clears throat> have fun with you. So, uh, you know, Charles Duhigg, uh, the power yes. of habit. Okay. Yes. Power Habit. I mean, it's up there on my shelf. One of my favorite books, Marked Up to Death. Uh, so this is a new book. It comes out in a few months. Super Communicators. Okay. Uh, so I, I spent three over three hours with him yesterday. I've never, oh. I've hardly ever resonated with somebody more. But so his book, I, as people hear this, it's going to come. You'll hear the the episode. We'll pr we'll produce it in February when the book comes out. February of uh, 2024. Uh, Super Communicators. That's one of the key points in his book. And again, this isn't, this isn't, this isn't new stuff. You know, Solomon said, there's nothing new under the sun. We know, but we forget about it. And he's going, man, these people who are super communicators, he has another name for them that I can't recall. It's a weird name. And he says, they ask 10 to 20 times more questions than anybody. Bingo. Else. Yeah. Bingo. There yeah. you go. That's I the power like that as a coach, like somebody tells you, oh my gosh, Dan, you helped me, you know, experience Nirvana. I've got it. And you, and you realize dude, I never told him a thing. All I do is ask him questions. That's right. Yeah. And, I, and what I have learned as a coach is the power of listening. There are times when, like you say, I said so little and a person like, oh my gosh, you changed my life. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, that, it's that thing, Dan Sullivan, who, you know, I was part of strategic coach for years and he's the founder of strategic coach. And his whole coaching model is based on what's now known as the Dan Sullivan question, but is it's this, he was, he met with somebody and a person said, I want you to tell me why I should join your program. And Dan says, okay, but before I do that, let me just ask you a question. He says, if we were meeting right here, three years from today, what would have to have happened in your life, both personally and professionally for you to feel happy about where you are? The guy started talking and talked for 28 minutes without taking a breath. Dan never said a word. Talked for 28 minutes. He stopped and he said, okay, where do I sign up? Dan was blown away, but he realized the power of the right questions in helping people work through themselves. I mean, we have a lot of people who go to our site on 48 days and fill out the coaching application form. So I just ask questions. And then they notify us and say, Ooh, I don't need coaching. Filling out the form helped me figure this out. Thank you so much. Okay. I'm like, wow, that's awesome. I love it. But just having a form to fill out can help somebody work through next steps for themselves. Thankfully, the days of building a business website, then having this massive endeavor to integrate an online store are gone. Today, Shopify has fixed all that. I had one business where we actually built the entire website on Shopify's platform. So whether you're just starting out 
or you're selling a million bucks of product already, Shopify is just the industry leader. It works the same for physical products or online and digital, and Shopify is just hands down the best out there. Most importantly, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. It's 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Getting people to buy is not that hard, at least to the buying point, but getting them to actually give their payment info is, and Shopify is king in that department. They also have top tier customer service, which I think is critical. You can sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash Kevin. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash Kevin to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash Kevin. Most of today, you will be indoors, likely your home or your office. I am as well. Even with my treks out into the woods, I spend a lot of time inside. And we're going to think about 20,000 breaths. According to the EPA, the indoor air is two to five times more polluted than the outdoor air, sometimes up to 100 times more polluted. At my studio, we have heat being forced through old ducts. I walk on carpet full of years of junk. No idea what's floating in the air that I'm taking constant gulps of. The solution is an air purifier and Air Doctor is just the best. Air Doctor filters out 99.99% of dangerous contaminants and allergens such as pollen, pet dander, dust mites, mold, bacteria, viruses. They do it so it, your lungs don't have to. Air Doctor comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus shipping. Go to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code KEVIN, and depending on the model, you'll receive up to 39% off or up to 300 bucks off. Exclusive to podcast customers, you will also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit which is an additional $84 value. So to get this special offer, go to A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-P-R-O.com. Use promo code Kevin, airdoctorpro.com, promo code Kevin. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. But just... Having a form to fill out can help somebody work through next steps for themselves. Okay. Well, there's a resource for you folks. So if you want to figure out what kind of coach you need, go to 48days.com and fill out the coaching questionnaire to figure out if you need them or someone else, uh, which is- Or nothing at all, self-coach. Or nothing at all, self-coach, which we're going to get back into in a second. I do want to hit on what you just said about Dan Sullivan asking that great question. You connected me recently with JV Crumb. And we yes. spent, uh, I don't know, 45 minutes on the phone. I can't tell you much about that 45 minutes, <clears throat> more so than maybe a minute when he said, all right, Kevin, and he kind of asked me about some of the goals and whatever. And he said, uh, the main question was, all right, well, so when you look at that goal, look at that trajectory, look at the direction you want to go, who must you become in order to do that? And I, I, I knew right away. I mean, within seconds, I knew, I think it had been kind of germinating, you know, on some, I've been thinking about this thing for a while, but when he said it, it clarified that and had a lot to do with some of the, well, as people are listening to this, we just not long, not long ago, uh, rebranded the show from what it's been self-helpful to what drives you. And it's more about me becoming who I need to become in order to do what I want to do with this business is one question, uh, which was you know worth its weight and gold. It reminds me of that, you know, the old story about the carpenter and the hammer, and he comes in with the squeaky, the squeaky floor. You know, somebody's been trying to fix the squeaky floor forever, and they finally bring this guy in. He walks around, walks around, walks around, takes one ten penny nail, holds it in the spot, wham, it goes in. There it goes, squeak solved, and charges them. What's the story? Hundred bucks. They're like hundred bucks. Yeah. Come on, man. It was a ten cent nail. And it was yeah, 10 cents for the nail and $99 and 90 cents for knowing where to nail. That's right. Get it? That's right. right. Yeah. I love that. The power of a great question. Yeah. Who do you need to become to have the life that you're saying you want to have? Love it. On this aspect of self-coaching, 
you, so you mentioned it a lot when you want to learn something new, do something new, uh, maybe even increase, like make a, make uh, let's do the 10 times, you know, do the 10 X thing. You want to 10 X something that your first response now is to get a coach. But can I say that over here, there are the areas. So maybe you do that or whatever, and you kind of get up to speed, kind of get where you are and you're learning to self-coach that there are some areas of your life where you may not need to get a coach again because you have learned. And now your ability to self-coach is kind of dialed in. Yes, but I can't imagine that being all inclusive. There are so many new things that come along, right? Like right now. Yeah, yeah. We just have a year ago, we saw the introduction of chat GPT. All right. So it, all of a sudden it's on everybody's radar. Yeah. It's brand new out there. Now there's a ton of information out there about using AI effectively, how to create the prompts, how to train it to know your voice, know your affinities and all that. But the first thing I did was get a coach. Hmm. I've got a gal who's been coaching me. On how to do that, because I want to, I mean, that's, that's the thing, you know, Tony Robbins talks about that. Why would you pay, you know, 40 bucks to go to a, a seminar when you can learn it on your own? Well, you may be able to learn it on your own, but it may take you 10 years instead of a weekend. Yeah. I want the speed that comes from coaching. That's why that, that's my little bit of pushback about self-coaching. I think that as you become, golly, as you mature, and grow yourself. Yeah. You ought to be able to make your own decisions in a lot of areas. But when I approach a new area or I want speed in a particular area, I'm going to reach out for a coach. You know, this, there's an old story and Tony Robbins talks about how he started doing what he's doing. And he was working at, he was 17 years old, working as a janitor, making $40 a week. He was cleaning, making $40 a week. And he ran into this guy that had been a family friend and they realized that the guy had gone from kind of obscurity to really becoming a powerful person and very wealthy in the process. And he asked the guy, how did you figure that out? I says, well, I went to this seminar, a guy named Jim Rohn, and he does these seminars and he just shared all his secrets and I implemented it and it changed my life. And Tony says, can you get me in? And the guy says, yeah. And just stopped silence. And Tony says, well, will you? And the guy says, no. He said, if I get you in, it won't have the same effect as if you paid for it yourself. Tony says, how much is it? The guy says, $35. Now, again, this was back a long time ago. Tony was making $40 a week. And Tony was like, you got to be kidding me. That's my whole week's pay just to go hear somebody for two days. The guy said, well, you can take 10 years and learn it on your own. Or you can pay for it, go get it quickly because you invest in the process. Again, I come back to that on this coaching. And I, I hope that I am self-coaching in a lot of areas. I know you are, you know, we live life, learn things, figure things out, but wow. I mean, it's just like in, in health issues, you know, can we figure out how to do things a little better? Yeah. But if I pass out in the driveway, I'm not going to want to just sit around the house and try to guess at what happened. I want to get it with an expert who can help me see what the possibilities are at least so I can sort through those quickly. Yeah, that's, we're in such an age of specialization. I find myself hiring, whether you call them coaches or independent contractors. Yeah. I'm not going to figure out much of anything these days just to hire somebody, pay somebody to guide me or to even just, you know, to do it to some degree of, of delegation and whatnot with this self-coaching, I come on the side of accountability and motivation. I would say that you are at a place or we want to get to, we all want to be at a place where we don't, accountability I know has a lot of baggage to it, uh, but that we are accountable to, I'm, I'm accountable to myself. I don't need somebody there watching over me. I don't need a personal trainer to show up during the day to get me to go out the door because I'm happy to go out the door, you know, for my own exercise. I can self-coach in, in that sense myself. I don't need the motivation. Whereas an area where I struggle, if I'm going to get financial coaching or something like that, that's an area where I can use, you know, continued guidance and motivation. I'm, I have a hard time, harder time self-coaching myself there, but to a lot of places, I guess I'm, you know, thinking about the day-to-day -day life, maybe not the area where, okay, I'm, I'm looking to make the 10 X jump in something. I want to go get a coach, but in the day-to-day, -day, I see that we're at a time with, let's look at the counseling side where counseling is, is we're at an all-time high. I'm to understand. 
with, with counseling, with counselors. They're open, they're booked. We have now all these uh, telehealth options. And on one hand I was saying, well, gosh, that's great. You know, I think everybody should get some counseling stuff. I do. And then I also wonder how many people go back day in and day out, week in and week out, and they're not really making change. It feels like they are because they've hired somebody, they're paying somebody, they're going to coaching, counseling, whatever. And yet they haven't. Gosh. Okay. You know what? I'm going to bring up, we can't, we won't say the name, but there's somebody that you uh, communicated with me about not long ago. And from a coaching standpoint, a, co a client, and he said, man, this person is just not doing the work. You were frustrated with their lack of taking action of, can I say self-coaching as a result of your coaching. So they hired, you know, they paid you and whatever, but they're not doing that. And I wonder if there's a, a propensity to give again, too much. We're back to responsibility onto that other person and not say, man, at the end of the day, it is, it is up to me. Fair. Yeah. Yes, Absolutely. Yeah, the person has to be willing to engage and act. You know, I've seen this played out so many times over years of coaching where I work with people who seemingly are at the same position and we lay out a plan of action. And a year later, one is has achieved just extraordinary success and the other person seems to be exactly where they were. Now, that was the basis of me coming up with 48 days as a brand, you know, years ago because of my frustration. And seeing people where we'd map out, you know, they were clearly dissatisfied with where their life was. We'd map out a plan of action and they wouldn't take action because I get back together with them, you know, six months later. Well, I'm waiting until the kids graduate from high school. I'm waiting until we pay off the mortgage. Wait until I take care of my own student loan debt. There's always something. They're waiting for the lights to be green. Whereas other people take a little bit of guidance and just jump in and are able to move forward themselves. I haven't been able to determine exactly what the factors are there. Some do, some don't, but I try to make decisions in advance. Is this the kind of person that is going to then self-coach? You know, Agent talked about the real transformation takes place not in coaching sessions, but between coaching yeah. sessions. Yeah. When the person is taking action and taking ownership of the transformation that's going on, there has to be that. There has to be both in play for rapid, massive transformation. It kind of puts the coaching in a catalyst aspect that that's what you're doing. You're looking for a direction and a catalyst somewhat for you then to go on your own, at least between the coaching until the next person, until the next session, whatever. Yeah. But that's, you know, I, I had a, I had a pickleball accident a couple of months ago, uh, as you know, yeah. <laughs> which, which I have learned since is very, very common uh, here in, in Florida, very common, but anyway, I did. So I messed up my left hand and it's been slow to recover. So I just recently started going to physical therapy and the guy teaches me things, man, I come home, you know, I've got things that I'm doing here at home. I'm taking a, a sledgehammer and holding the end of the handle and then tilting it to one side and then back up, just strengthen my hand. Mm -hmm. I've got you know, rubber bands that I put on and I open my hand wide with the rubber band on there. Well, it's funny to me. I've noticed already he's got people that just come in there a couple of times a week and they don't intend on ever stopping. They like the camaraderie. They just like the kind of friendship and the joking that goes on. They don't want to take a lot of personal responsibility mm -hmm. for taking care of the thing that brought them there. They really just see it as a social kind of connection. Now we can move into that. I mean, some people get coaching or counseling because they just, in, in essence, want to buy a friend, somebody to listen to them. That's okay too. But I look for people and that's why my coaching processes are still for the most part, 48 days in length. We do a lot of work, intensive massive action in that period of time. So the person is launched, so to speak, not so that they just learn how to be a puppy. And even in that, there is, I mean, you call yourself, you call yourself a coach. Um, I've often played with the, what I, at least in my own vernacular kind of separate consultant and coach that All right. know, consult. I, I like to come in and, you know, come to me with an idea and man, let's flesh it out and create a framework. Man, I, I love to do that. That's where I'm strong. And then when you say, okay, we got the framework. Now we need to make it come to life, you know, put the tendons on it and some skin and some makeup. I go, 
I'm not your guy for that. I'm kind of the, let's, let's get the big idea and, and create the structure, the direction. I'm kind of done. Uh, I don't really have a whole lot of, uh, I think skill. I definitely don't have a whole lot of motivation personally that, so I've not ever called myself a coach. You're like, you're, you're like the apostle Paul in the Bible. He wasn't a pastor. He would have been hated as a pastor. He just came in, told you what you were doing wrong, and left town. <laughs> just he also shut down my whole shepherd persona. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, but, but fair. But in that, that that there's, I, you know, there's people that are more skilled at day to day and walking along and encouraging and supporting in the long term, like you think of as a coach. And some people who I think need that. I because on the other hand, I don't really want somebody and a day to day, you know, walk, I just tell me what direction to go and then let me go and, you know, do what I can. And then when I need some counsel, come back to that. So we call, give it up to personality differences to a degree. Somewhat. Yeah, there is somewhat, and it may be where you are in your own personal development journey as well. Maybe you're a little farther along where you're used to the coaching process. So you can see the principles and know what it takes to implement those on your own. You know where I really want to go. Agent talked about his grandfather. Remember that? People would come and spend time at his house and just spend time with his grandfather because yeah. his grandfather was seen in the village as the elder, the sage. Yeah. Man, that's where I want to be. I, I love that whole concept, the elder, the sage. You know, my, my most recent book is An Understanding Heart. It's much more that space than it is just coaching principles. Okay. Well, you're hitting on knocking on Arthur Brooks' door here with okay. strength to strength. I mean, yeah. that's, that's, I have talked about that uh, continually. Not a week goes by that it doesn't come up, uh, even in working with your son, my brother with Jared, and looking at some new endeavors that we're looking to do to go, gosh, there was, we used to do things this way, make some of our offerings kind of along this line of guiding, coaching in these areas that we have some skill and ability that we're going to help people. And we used to do it this way. I thought, Man, I don't, I don't really want to do it that way anymore. And I got into talking about Arthur Brooks and folks, if you haven't, you can go find my series with Arthur Brooks, his new book, Strength to Strength, or get his book or type in Arthur Brooks. The dude's everywhere right now. He's, he's just, well, he there. is. He just did a four part series with Oprah. Oh, right. Hey, I, yeah. And I'm, I'm grateful. He's coming back on the show to talk about that. So we've got him Good. back. Yeah. Good. And his book though, strength to strength really talks about first half of life and second half of life and the first half of life being where we are. I'm paraphrasing, innovating, creating, we're building. It's this fluid knowledge that, I mean, I, I had a blast doing that. And he talks about, well, but the brain at some point is not as capable in that area. It does have a, it's a better word than decline. It's just the capacity. It's, it's built for that. Let's say that it's built for that then. And then at some point it's not as built for that. Okay. You can still do that some, but it's not. And if you continue to try to just leverage that and leverage that you're headed for burnout and disillusionment, whatever. And you kind of hit me. I thought, oh my gosh, I, I, the first two chapters of this book, I was just depressed. This is the worst book ever. And then he brings the light says, but here's your opportunity over here. And it's in crystallized knowledge, wisdom in essence, which is what I hear you talking about. Totally. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. I had a, a podcast question that I answered in my podcast this week from a lady who's 62. She is bored to death. She says in her work, doesn't want to do that anymore. And wonders if she can retire, if she can get Medicaid Medicare doesn't come into effect until you're 65. The only way to get Medicaid under 65 is to be in her state, Alabama, to be living on no more than $934 a month. It's like she wants to depress her life so much that she can just get out of this thing that she's working in now. And my, my gosh, what a, what a window of opportunity. Plan the next season of your life. I mean, at that age, you could be around another 30, 40 years. Don't think you're just going to crawl in a hole and exist until you die. See that as Arthur Brooks talks about where you had that one bell curve and it's coming to an end. But don't see that as the end. See that as the beginning of the next wave in your life. What can you do that brings you joy, that helps other people, whatever, that make that's profitable? And we see people move into those next seasons where they go into the most productive, profitable, enjoyable work of their lives. The last 20 years of their lives 
when we we tend to think as a culture that we're going to somehow slow down. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. when we we tend to think as a culture that we're going to somehow slow down. It's interesting to think about it from a coaching perspective. I, and it depends on what you want. Like right now. So you're, you know, you're in your seventies and you're thinking, man, I want to learn about AI. Well, hire anybody, go hire some hot shot. It doesn't really matter. Now from a spiritual, uh, from a speed, there may be another area though, where I would say, you probably want to find somebody who's in this second half of life like you are, who can resonate with this crystallized knowledge and meet you there. And they're not pushing you over into a side of fluid knowledge use. Does that make that fair to, to look oh, at? Wow. That's, that's a tough one. Now in, in some areas, you know, I choose a coach half my age. Well, that's what I'm saying. Depend, I would say it depends on what the focal point is. It does. Yeah. In some areas, like in this area of spiritual direction, yeah, I don't want somebody half my age. I want somebody who is maybe my peer or even my elder in that, just because of the nature of what that is. But so it varies. Well, even from but, a business uh, standpoint, though, if you're looking for, okay, I want to 10x my business or, or whatnot to have some, you know, somebody in their 30s come in and they're going, okay, we got to build this, we got to create this new innovation, whatnot. And I could see you going, gosh, man, I've got a lot of, I got a lot of, I've been around a few corners here. I got a lot of stuff. I think, I think we need to have somebody help me leverage that aspect. It'd be like, I know I need a crystallized knowledge coach for this piece. I usually don't see coaching as all as that comprehensive. Mm -hmm. I see it as more specific. So in that example, out of 10 X my business, I did bring in a gal who's probably half my age because she had very specific knowledge in that arena. Yeah. Now she came in, she mapped things out, told us what we were doing wrong and all that. It was a three week process, very intensive, very expensive and all that. We have an imp we, we loved what she helped us see, but we have elected not to do most of what she recommended. Hmm. And that's okay. I don't regret that at, at, at all. It helped us get that perspective to recognize, no, this does have value. No, we don't want to use those techniques because that doesn't really fit our audience. No. So again, coaching is not a, an all or nothing kind of thing. It is one more voice to help you see the options that you have in front of you and then select. Okay. I like that perspective there. Again, back to the uh, and I'm going to cash this in self-coaching as self-awareness, as self-awareness, as being responsible for yourself, taking ownership for yourself. There have been times, I'm sure you've had this happen so often when, you know, my gosh, even some of the people, you know, I've had in the, in, on the show, the 200, and I think we're getting close to 250 people, I, you know, they've had amazing success in different areas. And man, I can get, and, and they'll get, you know, we'll resonate and they'll be, yeah, man, you should do this, you know, do whatever business like they've done or do whatever. And they're so, uh, gosh, uh, uh, Ajit actually talked about it. Oh, they're, they're, they, they've found a standard is what he called it, a standard that works for them. And they want to espouse that. And I'll hear that. And sometimes I'll hear it and it sounds exciting. I kind of want to want that. And I'll realize, man, my energy is just going south. It just does not resonate with me. And me trusting myself enough to go, you know what? That's okay. So this thing, it worked for them. It's great for them. It's going to be great for a lot of people. I'm not feeling it for me. I'm not feeling that business model or that business trajectory or that type of a build or that type of a platform or that type of, type of an effort. And realizing, I was telling the story the other day, dad, I was with a bunch of guys and they've got a real estate fund, a bunch of buddies in my kind of my adventure group. They got this real estate fund that some of them are involved in. And I'm sitting there and they're talking about it. And I'm thinking, gosh, I guess I should, I should probably do real estate. You know, I mean, listen to these guys, it's what they know. And, 
that I'm, I'm feeling kind of burdened with it, even though I'm feeling uncomfortable. Cause I don't know a thing about this kind of stuff. And I finally was mm -hmm. like, Oh my gosh, step back, Kevin. Don't, don't be pressured by it. It's not your thing. It's, it doesn't resonate with me. I get no energy from it. And you'll appreciate this. What dawned on me during that time is I thought I'm familiar with real estate of the mind. That's where I'm going to put my investment. Cool. Yeah. There you go. But it was that right. again, looking at those, at the coaches out there to find back to the, who resonates with you, man, if you find somebody and you feel like, Oh, I should be into this. And it is just not gelling with you. I would take some ownership of that. Don't be swayed by something that's uncomfortable. What do you think? Oh, I do. I love the variety of perspectives. Yeah. Um, just recently, I was invited to an influencer's dinner in New York. Now you can Google, look it up what it is. John Levy wrote the book, You're Invited. He's a behavioral scientist. He studies human behavior, how we grow, grow trust. Or, anyway, he puts together these dinners, 12 people. So I flew up on a Thursday afternoon, flew back Friday morning. So just flew up for the dinner. That's it. 12 people around a table. There was an Israeli ambassador there. There was a guy who's a world-renowned photographer. His work's been on the front of Time, Newsweek, and all those kind of magazines. There was a guy there who is the president of the one of the largest munitions manufacturers in the world. They're making missiles that are being sent to the Ukraine and Israel right now. There's a young guy there who's a billionaire. He's 45 years old. His family's incredibly wealthy from Switzerland, and he's committed to repairing the damage that's been done to the world. Now, these, these are widely varying things. This is my only point. I love the conversations there. There was nothing there where it made me think, oh my gosh, I need to stop what I'm doing and do that. Not at all. But I just love the richness in the conversations. See, these guys have been, and gals have been successful in other arenas, much unlike mine. But I can still learn from them. I can still grow from them. And it makes such rich conversations to sit around the table for an evening as we did. Reminds me of the Blue Zones. Dan Buechner, yeah. the Blue Zones, and folks, I talk about him all the time. He's got, uh, just recently had a documentary come out, maybe Netflix. I can't remember one of the one of the streaming things, but if you type in Blue Zones documentary, just came out. I have not seen it yet, but that concept of it's interesting because you're talking about you're in a, and a blue zone being call it kindred spirits for just to paraphrase and boil it down kindred spirits that you were there not with kindred spirits in regards to the initiatives they were involved with you, you have you maybe had zero relation to what they actually did but you were in in there under a kindred spiritedness of gosh progress and endeavor and innovation how would you, how would you label it? Yeah. Well, well, their, I mean, their kind of framework is to invite influencers, okay. just people who are making an impact in the world. Okay. So that comes in a lot of different forms, obviously, you know, religious leaders, political leaders, celebrities, all kinds of different things. So it's just, it's people who really care about what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And these people did. If some of the things represented that I already mentioned, I would want no part of doing myself at all. But those people are committed to doing that well and in their own way, improving the world. And I can respect that, even if it's different than mine. And I can I learn from that. I just value those kind of conversations. So, you know, as it relates to coaching, you know, that that's what it is. It's to get those different perspectives from somebody who's who's trained to help you see with new eyes yeah. and to do that very quickly. So it's not just a, what, what happens a lot of times in conversations. Uh, your mom and I were at dinner with some people last night and there were uh, three couples at the table. So six people and two of the ladies, it was very clear. All they were doing was waiting for a pause at any point so they could bring the conversation back to themselves. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, it gets so old and so self-obvious. It's like, don't you see what you're doing? How are you going to learn? Mm -hmm. How are you going to grow if you are not willing to listen to what other people are doing and hear their perspectives? But, you know, again, that's, are you, are you, are you, able to be coached. Some people can't be coached because of that. Oh, goodness. Yeah. I wasn't going to go that direction. I mean, that's, that's part of my, that is a regret that I have in my cycling career. As I oh. look back, I was not very coachable. I 
I wasn't looking to be coached. I wasn't open to it much. I, I look back now with a little bit of awe at my blindness. Uh, I wish I could go back and, and change that guy a bit. I, 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 you know, obviously I did fairly well, but I could have done fairly weller. Uh, Interesting. I was, yeah. I, Interesting. It, was a, it was a weird time. I, I look back at that with, yeah, a little bit of um, confusion even there, but, but admission that I was not so coachable. It's one of the things that propels me to be more open now with it. I, I do want to come back to, you know, the self-coaching, the, we've talked about that aspect of responsibility and ownership and self-awareness. I feel like it ultimately, I, I come back to that being a foundation of this discussion is that even to get good coaching, even to get good direction, that to not be, it's so easy to be swayed by, again, Agit talked at other people's standards, even other coaches and great people and influential people. But my gosh, I've got yeah, you know, almost 250 books behind me of people who've been on the show. And I, there's so many things that I, I'm not going to do the things that they did or do them the way that they did, but I appreciate how they did it. And that's what I want to be in that sea of that blue zone of influence and inspiration. And it helps guide me in the direction. Uh, well, we're back to the scripture, you know, in the way that I'm bent. Uh, but I need to know and continue getting understanding on the way that I am bent. So before we, uh, before we, as we go out and get guidance, the more clear we can be on ourselves, on our self-awareness, on our, yeah, like those two ladies, they need to become self-aware that they are not super communicators, yeah. as Charles Duhigg would say. Now, uh, that the more that we can get clarity on ourselves and take ownership for ourselves, the better equipped we are to go forward and find the right guidance even. That's right. Both the better we're prepared to find the right guidance and give the right guidance. Right. That ability to get outside ourselves is not something that just occurs naturally over time. There are 10-year-olds who are very self-aware and aware of their surroundings, and there are 60-year-olds who are not who are so secret, they live in life with blinders on. They don't hear, they don't see. I used to, when I was coaching and we lived in the property that we had up in Tennessee, you know, we were on some acreage there. We had nature trails and I would take guys, you know, I'd have a $700,000 a year CEO who shows up, who's really struggling. And he comes up and I say, let's just go for a walk. We'll walk and talk. So we walk back through there and the guy doesn't notice the rabbits. He doesn't see the baby fawn over there. He doesn't see the, the mulberry mulberries that are coming into full bloom just right next to where we're walking. And I'm thinking, wow. Okay. So I've got a lot of really insight into why this guy is struggling. Mm. He is so unaware of what's right around him. He's not seeing anything except his own misery. And that's a starting point. We can start there, but he used to do things like that just to get a better sense of who am I working with? How, where are we going to need to start to really move forward with this person? Attention reminds me of the, the concept of going out to eat with people and seeing how they treat the wait staff. That's always. Oh, uh, I, I went to, I asked a guy to join me for breakfast at a waffle house in Brentwood, Tennessee. I remember it clear as day because we were working on a potential business opportunity together. We went to breakfast. I mean, 10 minutes into breakfast, I knew without a shadow of a doubt, I would never, ever do a business transaction with this guy because of that. Exactly. I saw how he dismissed, didn't acknowledge, didn't thank, didn't appreciate, didn't recognize the wait staff. The, oh man, that, that's a death nail. No way in the world could I do business with this guy. I could tell you his name, but I won't. <laughs> well, I'll tell you a name that you'll know well uh, about. I, you know, had the pleasure of a, a great lunch one day with Zig Ziglar. Yeah. I think he paid more attention to the wait staff than me. <laughs> he, he knew their history. He knew to ask about what family members were going on and oh my gosh. And they doted on that guy. And it was, yeah, being with him was one of the greatest testimony, you know, that and being with his kids and seeing how he treats people. Uh, I can only aspire to that. We went to dinner two weeks ago with a couple who they've had a house here in Florida for 40 years. Now they have a second home, but they spend a lot of time down here. And we went with them at their invitation to the Venice Yacht Club. So this is a fancy schmancy, yeah. you know, club you pay big membership dues to go to. And we went there 
And as we were going there, they said, you know, we've never really made friends here in this area. You know, the people here, even at the club, you know, they're kind of cold and aloof. They're kind of snooty. We've just never made any friends at all. We sat down, the four of us at our table. Waitress came over, and we had already been informed. She'd been there a very long time. She'd been there for years and years. She came over, gave each of us water. They never broke eye contact with us. They never met eyes with her. They never acknowledged her. They never thanked her. I thought, oh, yeah, the people here are pretty cold and aloof Mm -hmm. because you are doing nothing to acknowledge, appreciate, and engage with them. Yeah, some of those things, I mean, coaching is so self-obvious. Um, we can, we can all be good coaches if we're growing ourselves personally. Okay. Well, that's probably the mic drop right there. You want to find a good coach, be growing yourself there. Yeah. It's so often we just come back to this, uh, self-awareness that that's what this has gotten me thinking about. Yeah. On the self coaching to even get good coaching. I need to be directing myself again, back to where we started. No, like, like, you know, knowing who you are, knowing what you're about, even as you're getting, you know, coaching, you may need some coaching to help figure that out, but ultimately you're gaining information and evidence for who you are. So, you know, uh, how to take responsibility for yourself. You know, you know, and and this is, I mean, we have to just have to be realistic about how are we growing? I've got a, um, a plaque that somebody who attended one of our events years ago made for me because he said, I said it, I don't remember saying it, but it, it says, the best billboard for being a coach is a life well lived. Hmm. I thought, wow. Now there are times when in talking with people who are considering coaching, they ask, you know, Dan, are you living the kind of life that you're talking to me about? Hmm. I'm like, well, come see me, come see me, come spend a day with me. And then you decide there has to be that kind of transparency. You know, there's a lot of people out there today who are positioning themselves as coaches and they're masking their own pain their own dysfunction. And that's kind of a challenge. I mean, we aren't looking for people who are perfect. There are none, but we want people who are living what they're talking about, not just speaking principles, tactics, and techniques to somehow hack life. Eh, I'm not looking for that. So I'm, I'm pretty thorough when I look for a coach that I want to see the real person. Yeah, uh, that's fair. I mean, I think a lot of people, yeah, have felt this. They've been in pain. They found some relief from a coach and they, gosh, it's such a great experience. They want to do that for people, but there's got to be a level of credibility and yeah, success uh, from that, which is why I'll never be promoting myself as a financial coach, folks. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> if you want some, uh, uh, even a business coach, uh, I'm not, a, not overall, I got some specific areas, man. You want to start something, you got an idea. Uh, we can, let's build a framework together. Then I'm gone and we'll find you another coach. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, man, dad, thanks. I knew you would give, uh, insight into this. Again, you're one of the most prolific coaches, uh, of individuals and coaches of coaches and Someone who's continually coached. It's always been, I, I've said that so many times. It's come up in, in interviews that I've, where I've been being interviewed and they'll ask me about my background and I'll testify that that has always stood out to me that you, even as you have had success upon success, that you're the first to go get coached, to go to a seminar, to buy a book, to get guidance from somebody else. And it has fostered my own excitement about that. And I find myself in the same place, man. I can't wait to pick up the next book, talk to the next, well, gosh, look, this is what I do. I just get to talk to yeah. people and get, uh, and get coaching. And, uh, it's so, yeah, so exciting. So inspiring. So thanks for the example. I absolutely, I love our conversations and especially this, where we're talking about coaching, which is so near and dear to the heart of both of us. But yeah, it's interesting. You've created a, the work you love in a way that allows you to get coaching from the best minds in the world. Yep. I mean, it's brilliant. Thanks. (laughs) Thanks. Well, thanks for the inspiration. And hey, and on that note, folks, if you, uh, you guys have heard this, you can find, well, again, thanks to to Agit uh, Nawalka. You can uh, find him 
his book, his new book, or his book is Live Big, uh, The Entrepreneur's Guide to Passion, Practicality, and Purpose. And of course, he's at Mind Valley. Go find Ajit. It's A-J-I-T Nawalka. Uh, you can find him on Instagram. He's involved in so much, but coaching. He's in with Mind Valley, Evercoach, and Dharma Coaching. Now, we did. I was, you know, playing with joking, but seriously, on coaching as well. Go to 48 days. That's what they provide coaching and coach coaches there as well. And like you talked about, you've got a form there that you can fill out that may give you some great insight in and of itself. And you don't need to go past that, but you can find it at 48days.com. And of course, 48 days to the work and life you love. One of the classics, what are we at? We're coming up 25 years now. 25 years. I'm working on a 25th edition that'll be out January of 2025. I mean, one, again, one of the classics in, uh, you know, pursuit of career and business and working at what you love, just as the title says. So, um, and if you got great value out of this, which I know you did give us a rating on Spotify, give us a rating and a review on Apple. Talk about this show and what you got out of that. Any thoughts you have, and you can see us, uh, and watch the show as well, which a lot more people are doing. I keep getting responses. You can find us on YouTube or social media. We've got all the reels and clips these days going and just search for me at Kevin Miller CO. And, uh, Hey, if you want to check out your own inner drive, check out my book, what drives you, you can find that on Amazon as well. And until next time, stay driven. Yeah.